With Montana News, I'm Erica Zurich. Federal environmental regulators have released a list of options to clean up the former Columbia Falls Aluminum Company Superfund site in northwest Montana. MTPR's Aaron Bolton reports. The feasibility study report assembled by the Columbia Falls Aluminum Company and the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency details possible ways to clean up the soils and groundwater contaminated by a former aluminum smelter. CFAC project manager John Strazio says all of the options listed in the report meet EPA cleanup criteria and are scored based on agency standards. So, for example, soil contamination, there's going to be some excavation and consolidation that's listed as an option. Strazio says under the highest scoring option, contaminated soils and sediments would likely be consolidated into one of the landfills on the site and recapped. Ken Champagne, the CFAC remedial project manager with the EPA, says the agency will select options listed in the report and a proposed plan to clean up the site will be put out for public comment this fall. Aaron Bolton, Montana Public Radio News. The National Interagency Fire Center has raised the national preparedness to its second highest position. The preparedness scale ranges from 1 to 5. It's now at a level 4. That means, among other things, that competition is growing for firefighting resources between geographic areas. NIFC says it's been nine years since the national preparedness level was bumped to a 4 in June. The agency says 47 large active fires have burned almost 520,000 acres across the country. The National Weather Service says scattered thunderstorms might spread into central Idaho and southwest Montana overnight. Some storms could be dry with lightning and gusty winds. Containment of the 4,600-acre Deep Creek Canyon fire southeast of Helena held steady at 75% as of this Tuesday morning. Firefighters are digging lines along the fire's northeast perimeter to prevent growth, while reinforcing lines and searching for hot spots along the northwest and southern sections of the fire. Crews are also cutting down snags near Highway 12 and power lines to protect critical infrastructure, according to a news release. More than 400 people are on the fire, which has cost $4 million to fight so far, the release says. This week will bring warmer, windier weather with potential thunderstorms Wednesday, according to NCWeb. Officials are trying to fully contain the Deep Creek Canyon fire by July 1st. Vigilante Electric Cooperative hopes to return power to the area by Thursday. That's according to the general manager. Montana's U.S. senators are coming down on opposite sides of a sweeping Democratic-sponsored proposal to reform voting rules across the country. Yellowstone Public Radio's Kevin Trevelin reports the bill's prospects are uncertain after stalling on a party-line Senate vote today. Republicans united to filibuster the For the People Act, preventing Democrats from opening debate in a deadlocked Senate. GOP Senator Steve Daines criticized the bill in a prepared statement after the vote, saying it rewrites election rules to favor Democrats while stepping on Montana laws. Elections should be administered by the states, not the federal government in a matter that is safe, 
secure, and allows all Montanans to trust the outcome. Democratic Senator John Tester supports the bill. He told NPR's Morning Edition before Tuesday's vote that federal lawmakers need to bolster voting rights as Montana and other Republican-led states pass laws limiting ballot access. And this is really important because if we're going to have a democracy that works, we need to have the voices at the polls from everybody, not just a select few. The Biden administration says Tuesday's failed vote spurs a new conversation about the way forward on voting rights policy. NPR reports that likely means renewed discussions about changing the filibuster, which Republicans are using to block a handful of Democratic priorities. The For the People Act would mandate automatic voter registration and same-day registration, while loosening voter ID requirements, reforming campaign finance practices, and addressing partisan gerrymandering. The bill would also formalize protections for indigenous tribal members collecting absentee ballots. This year, the Republican-dominated Montana legislature passed laws limiting ballot collection and ending same-day voter registration. State lawmakers also changed voter ID requirements so residents can no longer cast their ballot with a college photo ID as a sole form of identification, though people with concealed firearm carry permits now can. Tribes and Montana Democrats are challenging the new laws in court. They say the changes unnecessarily burden voters to address fraud that hasn't been proven to exist. For Yellowstone Public Radio News and Report for America, I'm Kevin Trevlin. Fifteen Republican governors, including Montana's and Wyoming's, have sent a letter to the U.S. Commerce Secretary urging that the U.S. Census Bureau release redistricting data as soon as possible. Tuesday's letter to Commerce Secretary Gina M. Romando says the governors recognize difficulties associated with completing the decennial census during the coronavirus pandemic which has postponed release of redistricting data until mid-August. But the letter also says the ongoing delay puts states, quote, in a nearly impossible situation to redraw lines prior to the 2022 election cycle, end quote. The governors asked that the redistricting data be released this month or as soon as possible. This is Montana Public Radio.